Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Arminet Podcast. I'm your host, Reaver, and with me, as always, is Dagger. Dagger, are you there? I'm here. Hello. Oh, this is an exciting one, yeah? Yeah. Long-awaited episode. It has been long-awaited. Before we get to introducing our guests, though, I do want to have a few mentions. First and foremost, as always, you can reach us on Twitter uh, at Arminet underscore podcast. I almost said Twitter.com, but uh, we we don't want to do that. (laughs) Uh, We also have a Discord that you can reach out to us. The link will be in the description below. Uh, and as always, if you want to give us questions, comments, anything like that, you can also send them to our Gmail account at armanetpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, just a couple of things before we do introduce the guests. I do want to mention uh, that I believe last week, maybe two weeks ago, my memory's terrible, uh, the comrade, the first comrade came out. Uh, and as of, I believe, yesterday, uh, the yeah. two community profiles, uh, two new ones uh, are out. The first one, uh, community profile with DL++, uh, came out uh, last week. Uh, and then uh, the third one came out with Nightmare or Nightmare. I'm, I, I'm probably mispronouncing it. If I am and you listen, Nightmare, uh Please let me know so I can fix that for you. I, th- I think that's it, though. I think that's everything. Uh, yeah. I hate to gloss over those. Please go check out the Comrade. Uh, really great stuff in there. Uh, and the community profiles are always fun to read. So uh, go check those out. Absolutely. With us this week is uh, the uh, BI branded PR manager, Cornel Van Lant. Uh, Cornel, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello, sir. Yeah, welcome to the Hello show. There. And equally, I was holding my breath there throughout <laughs> your entire intro, so <laughs> I, I need to catch up some breathing. <laughs> and uh, uh, equally exciting with us is the community manager Rob at Homesick for uh, anybody on Twitter. Rob, are you there? I am. Hello. Hello. Rob, we appreciate you joining us, especially. We appreciate Cornel and you coming on, but yeah. you're joining us sick and, and we actually homesick. Yeah. Actually <laughs> homesick. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having us, guys. It's uh, a yeah. pleasure. It's appreciate our pleasure. It. Um we we appreciate you guys taking the time and uh and scheduling this with us. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, Man, uh, this Where has been a start? long road. Yeah, this is this yeah. has been a long building road. Um, yeah. So for... first off, the people, uh, you know, people out there know you're going to be on the show. We announced it on Twitter uh, about a week and uh, maybe a week ago, and um, the response has been pretty huge. We've had a lot of people contact us, interested in getting questions on the show, and you know, wondering when it was going to air, when are we recording? So a lot of lot of interest, and it's really cool to see, you know. Um, the interests remain, uh, you know, in regards to a game that's been out for quite a while now. There seems to be still a lot of real, you know, intense community interest about, you know, uh, just conversation about it. So that's always and, exciting. And and a rare thing for, for some games to have such a yeah. big community uh, uh, still going. But 
Arma seems to be able to do it with with ease. Consistent. It's got a, a fervent a fervent <laughs> fan base, to say the it least. Does. Yeah. So, uh, I, I guess we'll start with the first question and just see where this conversation goes, guys. And, and All right. this is this is for both of you guys. Um, tell us a little bit about you uh, and and your position at BI. Uh, we'll we'll start with uh, with uh, Cornel. Uh, All right. We'll... Yeah. So uh, I've mostly been operating from the shadows, but uh, I've actually been with Bohemia for the past sixty-seven years, and uh, uh, so I've been, uh, as far as Armory is concerned, I've been there from the beginning. Uh, my role is a uh, brand and PR manager, and essentially it it means I am involved slash responsible for all of the communications, public communications related to Armory. Um, I've also, of course, contrib- uh, contributed to some other uh, Bohemia projects, uh, but uh, Army Free has been my my main project, my uh, little baby, so to say. Um, and yeah, so for example, the planning of when and how we announce uh, new projects, uh, how we uh, do our development communications, how we prepare trailers, screenshots, write text, uh, manage the social media channels, and so on, um, is ultimately my end uh, responsibility. But of course, I collaborate with other people in Bohemia to make it all happen. Um, Very cool. So that's my role, yeah. I'm. Uh, by the way, I'm from the Netherlands, uh, but I lived in uh, Prague, uh, the Czech Republic, where Bohemia is based for about five years. And now... T- about two years ago, we opened a studio in Amsterdam, and I moved back here. <laughs> uh, I also think some people might recognize my last name, Van der Land, uh, and that's because uh, my brother Joris Jan Van der Land, he used to be Armory project lead. So, uh, yeah, I am. I'm the younger, more sophisticated <laughs> version <Right>. of <laughs> the Van der Land family. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh, so so you guys are brothers. Yeah, we are brothers indeed. That, that yeah. makes that makes sense now. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, for example, like my brother is a true veteran of Bohemia, and uh, I, he's been essentially with the company since Operation Flashpoint came out. Mm-hmm. And so, in a way, I have grown up as a very young boy uh, with being familiar with Bohemia and how it goes about things. But of course. Like not professionally, but uh, initially just out of interest and in seeing what my brother does. And then about <laughs> like seven years ago, uh, yeah, there was an opportunity for me to join uh, the company, and I I grabbed it with both hands. So so in essence, we we've interviewed the older brother first and the younger brother second. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's full circle. Like we've we've, yeah. we've come full circle. I also have a sister, but she is not uh, working at Bohemia. Uh, not yet. Not replacing her at Bohemia. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. But, uh, yeah, like stuff. if you ever need a guest, then let me know. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to her. <laughs> I'm sure she's. I'm sure she's probably pretty well versed with with two brothers in in. The, oh right, the, yeah. Uh, she's also she's it. doing CrossFit, so uh, oh, yeah, she's probably the most most uh, fit person of us all. The most sort of military trained. <laughs> right. So yeah. <laughs> nice. 
Reaver, did we want to um, go into another question? I know homesick is uh, Rob is uh, switching some internet right now. Yeah, um, uh, actually, I think he might be be back with us. Okay. Um, I think I am. Can you? <laughs> we can. Uh, <laughs> Rob, tell us a little bit about you and your position at BI. Sure. Um, I'm Rob. I'm the community manager for Arma Three. Um, unlike Cornel, I haven't been here for um, for too long. Um, I started about four. Four months ago, almost five. Um, and my role is basically uh, community management, I guess. Um, I do a lot of social media things uh, for Arma 3 specifically. Um, I work closely with Cornel um, on posting social media content and sitraps and comrades and all that jazz. Um, and that's a lot of the things I do. Um, I also do live streaming. And basically just try to uh, bond with the community in the best possible way and make sure that our player base kind of feel connected to to the game and to the company itself. At least that's been sort of my goal um, in my role. Yeah. I, I'd say you've been doing a, a, a pretty good job, uh, a great job, really, um, in, in, in that goal. Uh, Prolific. Yeah, I mean, you've, <laughs> Thank you. you've definitely made a name for yourself with the uh, with the Panda Apocalypse, um, but also uh, I'm, we we started our Discord. You were one of the first in. Uh, you, you're you're all over the community. You Great definitely supporter of, of all the community of, stuff that's yeah. out there. So really appreciate that. Yeah, uh, Rob, how long have you been playing Arma? How long? Um... I've been playing Arma 3 specifically since uh, Alpha, or like early access Alpha. Um, and then I played Arma 2 for a couple of years before that. Um, nice. I didn't actually play like Operation Flashpoint or um, Arma 1 or anything. Um, but yeah, I, I played a lot of Arma 3 um, in a lot of different communities. And that's kind of where uh, my passion for the game and my passion for community work kind of started because mm -hmm. um, I used to do community management as like a, a hobby in different Arma 3 communities. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just figured I want to do this professionally and actually work with players and kind of help players get their feedback, um, listen to and try and try and try my best to basically, as I mentioned, connect them with, mm -hmm. with the company and the game. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been playing it for, for quite some time. Yeah. 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 And, uh, Cornel, how, how does your, um, role as, you know, uh, Brandon PR manager, how does that, and how does that work with, um, with people like Rob and his role? Um, yeah. So, yeah, formerly I am his, uh, supervisor. So, um, yeah, Rob, uh, reports to me. Uh, and initially, I was the one to show him the rope, show him how we do things, uh, um, and also make a plan with him about what we want to do with the community. Um, and now, yeah, bit by bit, uh, Rope is, is is doing things more independently. Uh, for the rest, I think the division of roles is roughly that I focus on more on the wider audience, uh, which also includes people who ha have not yet bought Armory. And Rob is really can purely focus on the existing community, the existing players, uh, doing activities that that connects people with each other. Right. And your role at BI also oversees 
other projects outside of Arma 3, correct? Yeah, like uh, it, it is different now over the years. When I joined seven years ago, um, Bohemia was a company with about 100 employees and maybe one or two main projects. Uh, nowadays, we are almost 400 people and we wow. have several projects. Uh, not only Arma, but of course, Daisy, Islands, Vigor, um, and, we, and we have had some other projects. Um, in the in the beginning, when we were still a sm smaller company, I used to contribute to whatever project we had running, as well as the corporate communications. Um, now nowadays we have more people and more specialized people, so uh, I still consider Arma Free my main project, but I uh, I will supervise or guide some of the people working on the other projects, or I will contribute to. Uh, some of the corporate communications, whatever right. needs doing. Okay. You know, and we, we have a, a, a bunch of questions for you, and we have some community questions that, uh, you know, members of our Discord and Twitter have sent in. But uh, you said something um, when we were introducing you that kind of caught me and um, kind of popped a new question in my head, which is, you know, obviously Arma 3 is a huge focus at BI, but when new projects are coming about, obviously there's quite a few in development now that, that we know about, like Pigger and, and DayZ and all that. Um, what goes into to kind of shifting focus from one project to another, or is it considered more of like everything's running parallel? I mean, obviously, as a big project gets closer to, yeah. you know, a, a point, you know, a version one release or something, I imagine that community interaction and stuff really ramps up. Yeah. So I think most of these new projects, they were started by completely new teams or at least uh, newly hired people. Mm -hmm. So it's, it wasn't that much that uh, people working in Arm were then moved onto an another project. Uh, it Like, of course, some individuals uh, did do this, but for the most part, it's uh, yeah. We acquired some new new teams or some uh, studios that were uh, formerly uh, owned by another company. Um, and so, as we went from 100 people to 400 people, uh, we we established these different teams. And for a very long time, we kept the Armory team intact, uh, if not uh, grew it a little bit. Uh, of course, at at this moment, uh, the Arma Free core team is is much uh, smaller than it used to be, uh, as we also explained in the sit reps. Right. So uh, yeah. Awesome. So this question directs at Cornel. Rob, if you have input, please. Uh, we're we're happy to hear it. Um, sure thing. But Cornel, Arma is to say the least, unique uh, in, in the game industry. Um, uh, it, it, what challenges, point, please, for yeah. sure. Um, what challenges does a game like Arma present when it comes to managing the brand? It is uh, definitely quite a, quite a complicated beast, almost. Um, uh, well, I think in one, uh, in one way, it is actually very clear what armory is and it especially even it used to be it's and it still is i think very clearly a military uh, simulation video game um but of course because of the whole modding platform being a, a part of it as well it also has uh it, it now means different things to different people so 
you have people who, who do play it as this military game or even like a hardcore milsim game but you also have people who play it more as a role-playing game or a civilian life game and uh yeah that's a very different way to experience the game and uh like it definitely means something for the brand uh i have always been quite insistent on uh as for our official communications to keep uh the the clear positioning of the brand intact so our main focus would always be arma the military game uh of course with uh, like how we plan uh, new content we we did consider the other ways people play play the game sure. but we definitely basically when people hear the name arma we still want them to first or their first association to be okay arma is this hardcore military game um and of course uh like it has some extra nuances such as uh it's a combined arms game so it's not just infantry uh, right. but there's also all this vehicle gameplay um but uh similarly and that's why we we often use the word platform we do recognize it's also a content creation platform um so sometimes we we might speak about arma free the game or arma the game and sometimes arma the platform and in that way, we try to make a bit of a distinction. Uh, I, I would say this definitely very tempting to want to be everything the game or everything the brand. But then sure. I think we would lose a lot of uh, yeah a lot of the clarity that our brand has uh, with its with the, with its niche positioning. Um, so cool. that's how we go about it a bit. And does in in kind of touching on that point a little bit further, you know, you talk about um the ways in which the game is modded and the different ways in which people play it um is there a sense that that bi needs to leverage that uniqueness um something maybe a lot of other military shooters can't boast i mean does is there is there an idea that bi needs to leverage that uniqueness in terms of its communication of the brand or or do or have you found that just like you said sticking to um just that this is a military simulation combined arms game has served you well and letting maybe the community kind of nice, you, you know, take it from there in terms of those other ways to play the game and, and kind of get that, that, um, that side of the game out to the wider world. Yeah, we, we definitely embrace the content creation platform aspect of it. And, uh, yeah, we don't ignore that it exists of course. And actually, yeah, as I said, embrace it, um but we i would say we try to in a lot of official communications keep one clear message for the more mainstream audience and then for existing community players we might dig in more about all these uh extra possibilities you you would have with arma um yeah it's very hard it's it sounds a bit vague i think as i say it now but uh uh like specific examples being we might make a trailer that is mostly focused on our official content, but then on our social channels, we might post something like the Comrade, where we also uh, dis discuss and display all of these creations and different ways people play armor free. Right. right. Actually, I got one other little thing. Rob, does that um, kind of the same question to you a little bit from a, a you know community management standpoint? You know, a lot of other games that are out there the community managers associated with those titles, you know, can 
focus on on this core gameplay you know this kind of rinse and repeat gameplay that maybe is very successful for a particular title that's out there with arma being so broad does that present unique challenges just in terms of engaging all the different types of communities surrounding the game um it definitely does in a lot of different ways because if you look at the arma community as a whole um we obviously have so many different types of community groups. You have like, as Cornel mentioned, like the hardcore Milsim groups. You have the life communities. You have um, all these other types of different communities. Um, there's definitely a challenge to kind of like keep up with every single like type of community. Um, so yeah, I mean, it is a challenge in itself to to sort of keep everyone happy i guess um but yeah that's uh yeah that's i mean even, uh, me and reaver sometimes in some of the topics we come up for this show a lot of times we find ourselves running into that challenge where we're like wow man if have we are we focusing too much on on this type of gameplay and we always have to remind ourselves well this is how we play the game we're never going to be able to cover every <laughs> you know way the game is experienced and there's probably um gameplay types and and entire communities that we're not knowledgeable on and maybe we even misspeak on and we try to be careful about that but it's a real challenge i think with arma in terms of its of just its broad appeal and how many different you know ways there are to play the game i've we've we've told past members of our you know milsim unit or even just community people we've talked with um you know, everything from mission editing to uh what type of unit they're playing or what type of server they're playing it's amazing how different it is almost every time someone experiences the game in a completely different way than you have and it mm-hmm. always you know especially if they're like joining your your milsim unit we always found that it took at least about a month for them to get into the groove of playing the game like you and you playing it like them you have to kind of find each other a little bit because you know people just approach this so differently definitely yeah. Yeah. and uh, i mean there's also so many different mods in every single community like so it's, it's kind of hard for sure for people to keep up with like all the new things in in different communities and um obviously sometimes there there are problems uh with these specific mods and yeah there there's a lot of different like things you have to kind of like look out for i guess uh with different communities um so personally i always try to kind of like find um a various type of community group and and try to spotlight um as many different types of communities as possible and as many different types of mod creators or content creators in general um so yeah that's kind of like always been my focus um as of now but obviously it presents a lot of challenges yeah. I think also in extension to this, it is it remains as almost mind blowing to realize that uh, I, like the Arma platform, uh, in a way, has spawned two of the big new genres in gaming, uh, starting with Daisy and the survival genre, and now of course the battle royale genre. Right. And it's it's pretty yep. cool that to have all these different ways that people experience the game. But then it uh, sort of uh, spawning into its own thing and its own genre. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know of many other games that, that 
have done this or right. where this has been such a part of. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating. Some of those other genres, you know, even in my my office, you know, I'll I'll hear. We have quite a few gamers there, and, and, you know, you'll hear them talking about a game they're playing, and they're really into it. And a lot of times I'll go, well, you know, that game was born out of, you know, a mod or, or a gameplay mode or something from Arma. You should really check that out. So it's kind of amazing <laughs> how how often that comes up. So Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I, I have the same situations where people will – talk about you know like daisy uh and and i'll be like well that that came from arma actually and uh, you know, I'll arma, discuss mod, with yeah. them arma and they're like well you know maybe uh but i'm really <laughs> interested in daisy and i'm like so arma but with zombies okay cool no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's and that's sort of what i mean is it's kind of like you always have to like flip the narrative a little bit when yeah Arma comes up because the initial reaction to Arma when when I talk about it and there and there's awareness from people who don't actively play it they've heard yeah. of it um, but they you know they kind of think of it as like they go oh well I've heard that game's really complicated or it's really deep or it's really heavy and I'm, or there's a high barrier to entry and I'm always like well sh- you could play it that way but there's a thousand other ways that people mm-hmm. play it that are not that way so you really got to like find the style of gameplay or the style of community that fits you but again that's the cool thing about arm is that there's probably a community that fits you out there yeah. and your level of intensity when it comes to playing this game so yeah. um and i, I think like you indeed correctly mentioned that the arma has this reputation uh and that has actually been also a bit of focus for us since the beginning with Arma Free to uh, change that perception a little bit into uh, Arma Free is a bit more of a welcoming game than the previous mm-hmm. Armas. And right. I don't want to say accessible, but uh, <laughs> um, it definitely, I think there is an extra layer of sophistication as opposed to previous Armas, which make it a bit more of a a good jump-in point for players than the previous Armas. Yeah, uh, and I think even tools like you know the Eden Editor and stuff like yeah, that exactly. Yeah, and the Steam Workshop uh, is a big, uh, big example of this. Yeah, um, yeah. So, cool. since Arma's Arma Three's release, um, Cornel, how has your job uh, evolved um, with the game? Uh, has it become easier for you is it more difficult um well like the main thing it keeps also surprising me that uh five years in we're still supporting the game and we're still very actively involved Uh, when the game released or was about to release we never expected this and we were to be honest already quite happy that we were able to release the game at all right um uh, but definitely, we never realized or expected to be supporting the game for like five years, um, and so yeah, that had definitely I, we had to sort of uh, rethink a little bit how we handled that and how we uh, handled our post-release communications. And uh, I think uh, if we had known this from the beginning, perhaps there would have been some other things uh, that we've done differently. But still. Uh, I'm particularly happy with the way we've handled the sit reps, uh, which I think really helps uh, 
communicate the game as a service, which is kind of a common industry term you hear these days. But uh, yeah, it's really, it's not this one-time release and that's it. It's really something that keeps evolving over time. And it's important to uh, involve your community in that journey and keep them up to date with what's happening. And I think the SID reps uh, yeah, played a major role in it and also um, the way we've handled roadmaps in the past. Uh, we we really we we came to this uh, arrangement almost that we would at the start of a year or yeah or in a certain period of time we would really come together think about what are the the products that we want to release what are the updates we want to release uh, and make that a clear coherent package that we can also present to the outside world and yeah I, I think we 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 did that very nicely. Uh, but of course, yeah, definitely, if we had known that Armory was, was going to be supported for such a long time, I think we probably had made some different decisions as well. Uh, but still, yeah, I think it it worked out quite well, as it did. Yeah, I, I, I can speak for myself at least and say that the roadmaps um, definitely made me feel included in what you guys were doing, uh, even though obviously I have absolutely nothing to do with what you guys planned, but it, it kind of gave us a, a uh, view inside of what you guys were thinking. And, and yeah, Well, at the very least, I think, um, and the fact that that communication is still put out there, you know, these sit reps and you know, yep. these, these community spotlights, I mean, all of it kind of taking it all as a whole, um, they show a long-term commitment to the game. And when you have uh, people that build entire communities around the game and mods that, you know, may require two years of development to create knowing that the developer is not going to abandon the game in six months and move on to whatever the new project is, um, you know, gives people the, the ability to go, okay, I'm going to invest in this for the next four years of my life, you know, and I'm going to create this mod or I'm going to create this community or I'm going to build this server or whatever. So I know with us, um, you know, we've sunk a lot of our of our <laughs> personal life uh, into into this game, but it's more than that. You know, it's the community and the people we've met and the friends and 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 all the good times we had last night. You, you know, even last night we had a uh, we did a mission that was was more of a felt like a self punishment than anything. Else. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was brutal. How so? Uh, How so? <laughs> it was brutal. Turns out, turns out, um, I forgot the mission that I had built. For, for me and Reaver to run was really tuned for about six people. So uh, we got what's known as owned. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, either way, <laughs> uh, it is interesting, though, to see that continued um, input from the developer on, on just like where you're headed and, and what's going on with the game right now. So I, I think the community as a whole, you know, really appreciates that level. And I'm sure you know, future projects and stuff, you know, each project that's come before Arma 3, probably being a major one, you know, will help inform future projects in, in terms of how that communication is done. So uh, sure, I yeah. can always see it being a good thing going forward. Yep. And I am very glad to have a rope now on board because that really, having that extra role in the team really enables us to do just quite a bit more with the community and for the community and it's a lot of this stuff that like i i would have loved uh doing this way back earlier but 
yeah, still, it's it's nice to set that in motion now. Right. And and speaking of Rob, um, currently, Rob, I guess you're you're probably um, uh, being being quote unquote blamed for the Humanda outbreak that uh, that we've had <laughs> uh, over the last few weeks. Um, uh, yep. which we love we love your updates on that 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 stuff is uh is great to see um but for for you um what what are some of the challenges that come along with uh community management within the bi uh, uh field as opposed to outside uh the way you did before um I mean, as I, as I mentioned before, obviously you have the, the fact that there are so many different communities, so it's really hard to kind of like um, get everyone on the same page, I guess, um, because there's a lot of <clears throat> different community groups that kind of like um, don't like each other or, or stuff like that. And it's, it's really hard to sort of um, keep everyone um, together, I guess, uh, in terms of, um, of community groups. Um, so that's a big challenge for me is to try and like find a way to, to make everyone feel connected, uh, no matter like where, where they're from in terms of the community. Um, other than that, it's, I mean, uh, um, yeah, it's, I think that's like the biggest challenge for me. Um, also like keeping on top of everything that's going on in the community, like with content creation or uh, players having complaints about something or sure. players wa wanting to give feedback. It's, it's hard for me to keep up on that with all communities. Uh, but obviously I'm trying my best to, to be open and have everyone come to me if there's anything they want to talk about or um, give feedback on or, or, um, anything they want to like share with the rest of the army community. Um, yeah. If, if they don't sort of like get out there and like mention it, it's hard for me to kind of find, but um, I always try and look through all our different platforms and to, to sort of see um, where I can like be of assistance and, and try and like connect them, I guess with us. Sure. Um, but yeah. Um, and, yeah. And and it definitely shows. I mean, you have messaged me just just coming back from Amsterdam, uh, or while you were still in Amsterdam, I believe it was about five in the morning. I mean, you bring work. Definitely still in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, 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 you, you you definitely bring work home with you, and you you work um, pretty tirelessly. I mean, you put into the community quite a bit, um, and and. Uh, I mean, it's it's great to see. It this really is why I couldn't be a community manager. My wife would probably kill me. <laughs> mine is mine is uh, very helpful with the podcast, but I think if I if I were the community manager, she would probably uh, hang me up by my toes. And <laughs> yeah, it seems like a, a pretty full time gig. So. <laughs> yeah, I I always try to sort of balance it so that I have a little bit of free time and a little bit of work, you know, but. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I try to be as available as possible uh, at any moment of time to to sort of help people with uh, whatever they need help with. Um, so yeah, like outside of work or at work, it, it doesn't matter to me if you have anything you want to 
want to share with me, then feel free to message me. And I usually always get back to you as soon as I can, which is usually all the time. It's 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 refreshing to know that that if somebody reaches out to you and and you've you've done it with us uh, quite a bit even just on random stuff um, if if we reach out I mean you respond there's not a, a a chance of you not responding unless it's just something you can't respond obviously but um, yeah you, you'll still respond and say eh, I'm not sure or that it's it's great to know that we have that um, access uh, and and anybody can can get a response for uh you know a question or a comment or you know their complaint you're you're there for them and and that's great to know yeah i can take an example of that like obviously we have a big uh development side of our community as well um me myself i'm not too familiar with um a lot of the development aspects of like modding and, and everything um, and I have a lot of people coming to me asking for questions on how to like script this or script that or do this and do that. Um, and in situations like that, I usually try and point them in the, the right direction to, for example, like one of our devs that might be able to help them or uh, to, to the warden, which is usually really helpful with these kind of things. Um, so yeah, I usually, I usually try to help, but Obviously, there are things I, I don't actually know. So, um, yeah. Just, just, oh, yeah. just direct we all these the questions benef- to Kiori. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Cornel. <laughs> well, like, we also have the benefit of having this very uh, mature and friendly community, I would say. And so the Armory Discord server or the Bohemia forums are pretty good places to go with uh, if you have questions. And yeah, I, it's just really cool always to yep. see people helping each other out. Definitely. So, Rob, uh, how does it feel uh, for you uh, to have almost in passing uh, in your interview mentioned uh, that you would love to see pandas uh, <laughs> as an example for, for just animals in general? How does it feel to literally hours later have a helmet built specifically based on your your love of pandas yeah so i was actually at the office when that podcast got released um so i started listening to it a little bit um and as i was doing so i think it was the buck Fastwine that messaged me and he was like hey have you seen this guy He's streaming making a panda helmet <laughs> so i was like oh wait really and then I opened the stream and I watched Kiori uh, make this panda mask for like, uh, I think he spent like four hours on creating like this high quality panda helmet <laughs> in game. And that kind of baffled me. I, I was, I was really surprised to see that actually happening. And even like after, <clears throat> after he made it public, so many people were like taking the panda helmet and doing like these crazy things and just sending it to me like taking screenshots making videos um, we definitely got a lot of really great screenshots out of it yeah um, definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah shout out to kiori for doing that for sure yeah. Yeah. He's, he's an absolute legend and yeah if you haven't like watched him before he does some amazing modeling in armor 3 like he he made like this deployable weapon shield thing which you like put on your weapon um, it's, it's really cool. 
Yeah, um, he does a lot of really cool stuff. Yes, he does. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also like Pol Pot's uh, uh, Eat Panda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's the, that's the cool thing, though, is that there's uh, even the development side of this, the mission building side of this, all that's really fun. I mean, I know uh, Reavers is wanting to get more into the mission editing and mission building phase of it. And, and I constantly say it's it's almost like its own game. You know, it's its own distraction. Sometimes I will just go into the Eden editor and build stuff. Essentially, I, I just call it like playing Legos. Play yeah. Legos in, in the Eden editor for hours just because it's enjoyable. So, yeah, I think a lot I of people get, agree. get get something out of development. I mean, we've had past unit members in, in our Milsim unit who enjoyed the modding side of the game sometimes more than the playing side of it um so you know it it take it takes all kinds so um well whilst we're at the note actually um i'm still missing like the full suit i still miss like right. a suit for a panda so if, if anyone out out there wants to make that uh, hit right. me up the challenge oh, yeah. the challenge has been put <laughs> to the community at this point. Well the, the gauntlet <laughs> has been laid down. <laughs> and then after that, maybe some sort of uh panda weapon that fires baby pandas or something at your enemy. I don't know. We'll have to look into to the to the ramifications of that. Not sure if we could handle that to be honest. <laughs> that the, the controversy <laughs> the controversy generated. I think our age rating uh, would have to be changed. <laughs> Warning on the on the uh, on the, yeah. the <laughs> no animals were harmed. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I, this really brings us to the community questions. We yeah. we had a yeah. lot of really good ones, and uh, one especially that I threw in there that was asked that uh, might start another apocalypse, but we'll see. Um, so the first question is from. Uh, uh, Farsight, one of our actual moderators uh, yes. for um, uh, the Discord. Yeah, great community um, member. Yes, for sure. Puts out a lot of really good uh, pictures as well. Um, of all the things that you guys have taken part in, um, what are you most proud of? Uh, yeah, I guess I will start. Um, there are a few or three moments that come to mind but uh i think especially for myself the armory laws of war dlc was pretty special uh for one it was the first project to be uh, led by the the new team in amsterdam um of course a lot of people in the czech republic and even our thai studio contributed uh but i think it was uh it was something new for us to do it was uh uh, we also weren't quite sure how players would react to it because uh, it's kind of an un an unexpected topic in a military war game. So so that was quite uh, challenging and interesting. Uh, but I think we in the end we we really managed to st strike the right tone of voice and um, and deliver a project that at least makes people consider different aspects of war than maybe you would usually think of uh, absolutely and yeah, I there, it, yeah i think it started a conversation for sure i mean i remember um several um kind of press outlets picking up on it that didn't traditionally cover you know you know yeah. military gaming um which was really exciting to see 
Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, thanks to like this massive support from our players, we we also managed to raise a real life donation for the ICRC. And yeah, like I think that the, yeah yeah, which is uh, quite a significant amount. So that that really just definitely made a real life impact uh, for a lot of people's lives. And it, it's kind of far fetched to think about it this way, but it probably really helped someone. Uh, who was struck by conflict or whatever. Um, so that's a pretty special, special fault. And on top of that, it just indeed increased awareness of the topic. Uh, yeah, so I, I think this was, in that sense, the most meaningful project that I, I contributed to. Very cool. Excellent. Uh, Rob, what about you? Um, I mean, I haven't been around for too long, but so for me, it's kind of like, I would probably say the community radar is the thing I'm most proud of personally, um, because it allows me to sort of um, connect with the community and sort of like spotlight so many different things that comes from our community. Um, So I think that's probably like the thing I'm most proud of. Um, Yeah. yeah, I personally also really like the community profiles that Rob's is, uh, Rob is doing. I really yeah. think it's it's just great yeah. to see all these different types of people and learn a little bit more about who they are and where they come from and so on. Exactly. Uh, and Rob, did you come up with the questions that you that, that are asked in these or in the community profiles? Yes, sir. Um, a lot of them are sort of like a coercion between me and Cornel. Um sure. like we we both kind of worked on them a bit. Um I think I created like the original drafts of them and then we worked together to find like um the best possible um outcome I guess. Um and then you have one of the questions there that are usually switched out for each interview or mm-hmm. we're we're trying to switch them out for each interview uh which is like the bonus question. <laughs> right. So <laughs> And the, in the first trying one, to keep people like, on their toes with that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in the the first one, you had uh, who would you rather fight between Chuck Norris and Rambo? I believe. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm quite curious to know the answer of you guys now to that question. Ooh. Yeah. Let's oh, let's have the answer. I, I think I think I'd have to go with with Chuck Norris. Um, Solid pick. As who as who you would prefer to fight? As who yeah. I'd prefer to fight. Um, uh-huh. Not because I would Oof. win that fight, I definitely wouldn't. I, I would get destroyed, but I think it would be a lot less painful from Chuck Norris. <laughs> Um, you would just not even notice it, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one kick and a neck snap, and I'm done. <laughs> Whereas Rambo might just psychologically destroy me and then <laughs> kill me. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, as a child of the 80s, um, Rambo was larger than life, so I'm going to go with Chuck Norris as well. I feel like... Uh, you know, he's got a beard. I got a beard. Maybe we can bond before he kicks my ass. So, you know, yeah, yeah I would go with Chuck Norris as well. Yeah. Plus, plus yeah. Rambo is just so angry the time. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Well, he's been through a lot. He let's, be, he's been, let's be honest, he's been through he a lot. I, I think I would be able to talk <laughs> Chuck down. Uh, yeah, you might. <laughs> Given that I see him. You might. He's been yeah. a Texas Ranger in his life. He knows all about me. <laughs> Um, uh, so the pineapple on the pizza question. 
mm-hmm. uh, who who came up with that and and what you guys' answer to that? I think that was me, um, simply because uh, in Norway, where I'm from, I think pineapple and pizza is pretty pretty common to to have. Um, and me personally, I love pineapple and pizza. So, um, but there's been so much like controversy around that question that I felt like there it is. would be be a good uh, good question to ask. <laughs> Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Cool. And about, I don't know what Cornel thinks about pineapple. Well, and pizza, basically, but... statistically speaking, I probably my answer will upset at least fifty percent of your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit considering how to go about this in the most politically correct way, but <laughs> well, basically, but basically, uh, I'm really fine with uh, whatever people put on their pizzas. We even in Holland we have uh, Dutch pancakes, and there are also you can you're basically allowed to do whatever you want on them uh, mm-hmm. so they essentially mm. become like pizzas uh, almost oh wow so yeah <laughs> i guess uh, the dutch are quite liberal with their toppings <laughs> <laughs> how about you guys then my wife and i do a half and half pizza uh, um, all right and she that was the political correct answer that i was looking for. <laughs> yeah, <it's beautiful. laughs> she, let's, let's... she gets pineapple uh and right. I'll, I'll eat it um, yeah. but I, I, I do prefer without pineapple personally. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, I, last year I actually went to Italy, uh, to Sicily and there is pizza before you went, go to Italy and after, uh, it, I'm really, I was really surprised But pizza in Italy is just so much better than anything else. Uh, it must yeah. be somehow the ingredients and the ovens they use. It was, sure. it was magical. Oh, but no, they didn't I, have pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I lived for about 16, 17 years in New York City. So uh, New York yeah, City right, yeah. is, it, funny enough, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Which is kind of sacrilegious. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't love it. But here where I live now in Columbus, Ohio, we have um, a, a place here. It's, I think they're regional. But they put so much pepperoni on the pizza that the pizza cannot even maintain its structural integrity anymore. <laughs> so I, I've grown to love that. And right. pineapple, you can throw that on any pizza and I'm going to enjoy it. So Yeah. <laughs> There you have it. <laughs> it gets out of the <laughs> So uh, the the um, question about uh, what you guys are most proud of um, mm-hmm. was also asked by the Buckfist Wine. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to leave him out of that question, but uh, he did ask another question uh, for you, Cornel. Um, oh, uh, the recent Arma Three Crack Cornel's Ranch Search, uh, the coordinates. <laughs> Community search mission. It's uh, a real serious questions we got. We're getting to the deeps. You didn't know you were, you were going to get hit with yeah. this level of seriousness. <laughs> Buck asks, Finish your question, uh, please. Are there any more <laughs> Easter eggs that haven't been found by the community? And can we expect another community search the coordinates mission? Uh, I'm pretty sure there are more ESACs, but I, I myself wouldn't know of them. I'm sure the uh, our terrain developers definitely would know a whole bunch of them. But uh, this particular ESAC I've been sitting on for quite a while, and I was I was really just waiting for it to come up one day. 
but then it, at some point it took me too long so <laughs> I, I had to throw out those coordinates and I actually I saw that you guys visited as well oh yeah we <laughs> yes. uh, we visited it we uh, we saw the aftermath of of uh of destruction <laughs> uh there's there's a body out there there's uh uh yeah we telling stuff yeah, but I, I can probably explain a little bit uh, the history there because uh please, please i don't know why but for some reason as a kid i've been somewhat fascinated with crocodiles or alligators um uh, so but, yeah, I, I went to all of the zoos, special crocodile farms. I collected all sorts of things from crocodiles. Uh, because of this uh, this fascination, I've kind of made it my mission to have crocodiles in every Bohemia game, and so that that has involved massively uh, campaigning internally. I was bribing people in the dev teams. Uh, I did whatever I had to do to make it happen. Uh, so. Admittedly, I never expected anything to come out of it. And of course, uh, the devs uh, rightfully pointed out that crocodiles were perhaps not a priority, <laughs> but uh, they found a, a very acceptable compromise by adding the, the crocodile ranch on Tanoa. Uh, so yeah, I was incredibly happy uh, to, to see it there. And uh, my next mission is to have crocodiles in islands. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, I'm driving people crazy there, but it will happen. It <laughs> will happen, which actually brings me to another community question and right. and a potential gauntlet being thrown down uh, to the community as a whole. This one comes from Alki Lee. When does the croco when does the crocopocalypse start? Oh well, I will have to check my calendar, but. Uh... If I calculate it correctly, then it's about 532 days from now. Uh, the croc apocalypse will uh, will happen. So uh... there it is, guys. <laughs> and, and I'm throwing down a gauntlet. I would love to see a crocodile mask for Cornel. Wow. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to ask, but uh, I, since you are doing it for me, I, yeah. I, I think it would be great. Well, um, if if that happens, I'd like to see a full scale battle in between the pandas and the the crocodiles. Yeah, I could see that. I would <laughs> treat those, both of them as as entire factions. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So, ready right. for the next question here? So, this one comes from um, our good friend Slats. Uh, he's asking about older. Uh, canceled projects that BI has maybe um, worked on and then announced were no longer in, in the works or, or, you know, it came out later, maybe they had got canceled like Game 2 or Arma Futura. How, how do you guys feel about those projects and their potential and what caused them to be canceled? And, and maybe more generically, um, is how, how does game development work at BI from, from that perspective? Is there, Are there like um, incubation periods for games where you kind of feel them out to see if they're going to be something before um you know deciding if 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 it's going to be a real project or not uh yeah so i i've been with Bohemia about seven years so i i haven't actively experienced what happened during the those previous projects that were canceled such as the game two uh like i heard some stories via my brother of course uh like I, so, in that sense, I wouldn't be able to uh, to really answer the question uh, in a way that I think would be very accurate. 
I think uh, like it had roughly to do with uh, being a bit overly ambitious, perhaps, uh, and and that like it, and maybe it relates to your second question. Uh, what I've experienced is that in game development, it is just very difficult to predict how long something will take, and definitely you have no idea of all the problems you are going to run into. Um, so it is it's it. It might sound weird, but failure in game development is not that strange. You kind of have to accept that it will happen. Yeah, I can uh, imagine. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like those projects, I think, still had a lot of value for, for example, Arma 2, which was able to use a lot of the assets that were created for it. Um, so in that sense, I think even with a failure, it's not like everything is immediately lost. Uh, yeah, so. And I think even, you know, um, as was previously highlighted, um, I think uh, Jay Crow had mentioned this in a previous kind of video where they talked about, uh, and I could be wrong who, who originally spoke about this, but, you know, how early on in Arma 3's development, you know, it was kind of taking on, a, it, was a, it was a different type of game before it was kind of scrapped and, and kind of restarted. Um, I imagine a lot of those false starts or, 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 you know, cancellations really inform the next project. And you see a lot of the, the good parts of those canceled projects end up into, you know, things we know and love, such as Arma 3 and, you know, future projects down the line. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and generally, Bohemia is a very ambitious company. So, we we set a very uh, like ambitious vision for what we want to achieve. Almost already realizing from the from that moment that we probably won't be able to achieve all those goals, uh, and also we kind of let the journey as we develop dictate or uh, let it evolve uh, the the vision for the game. So it's definitely not not such a straightforward pro, uh, forward process that we have like okay this is the game we want to make and now we're going to make it uh like we start with the, with the vision but then as we run into challenges or we find that we need to focus on other priorities or whatever uh that vision evolves and it and we end up at a certain end goal which was different than initially uh, imagined but probably for the best um yeah, and as you know, like game, uh, game, the games industry is just evolving so quickly that what is what is the the right thing to do now might be completely different three years from now. Mm-hmm. So you, you do have to need a future vision, but you also need to be flexible enough to adjust that vision to uh, yeah, how the market evolves. Great. Awesome. There, there are a few more community questions that that aren't answered. I will say you guys are welcome to answer these in the Discord, uh, only due to time. And we really want to open the floor up for you guys to talk about anything you guys want to talk about um, before before we close the show out. Is there anything that you guys uh, have that you guys can or want to talk about? Well, uh, first of all, I will really want to compliment you guys on uh, on this entire initiative of doing the podcast because, like, this is really one of those examples where you see these super cool things coming from the community without our involvement, but it really making an impact on the community as a whole, uh, being really something 
uh, that people enjoy and lets them uh, uh, yeah, experience or connect with Arma in a different way than just playing the game. Uh, and especially because for me, for me personally, the coolest thing about Arma is how it brings people together from all over the world. And that's what that's what you your podcast definitely contributes to. So cool. appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's just awesome. Like, definitely uh, hope you guys manage to keep it up, and uh, really appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, and we. Then, uh, <laughs> then secondly, I, I will perform my duties as brand and PR manager and say <laughs> that there's currently a Steam Lunar New Year sale going on. <laughs> so yeah. you will be able to purchase Armory at uh, 66% off and uh, get a lot of the DLCs on the discount. Well, for example, Armory Apex. So. Uh, Make sure awesome. to seize this opportunity. Yeah, Absolutely. no excuses to not go out and get it if you do not have these DLCs yet, people. <laughs> or if you know somebody that doesn't have them, yeah. no excuse. Get that. No better, yeah, time like, game. no better time. Tell all your friends, tell <laughs> you know, your family, whatever. Get them Absolutely. all on board. <laughs> yeah, and you know we we really appreciate the kind words, and we we enjoy this to us. The podcast and the community involvement goes hand in hand with playing the game itself. We consider it kind of a package deal. So, and and that's why I think I speak for Reaver when I say this. We both are like when we're playing a certain game or into a certain community or or something, we're like 110 percent in. So, um, we get a lot of enjoyment out of this, and I've had a blast since coming back, and we have a lot of great episodes planned a lot of great interviews planned um you know so it's just been a lot of fun and we we constantly one of our favorite things to do is to log on to our you know statistics um uh web page for our for our podcast feed and just look at all the countries that are you know the the shows being downloaded in and stuff and you know going all the way back to our previous incarnation and now it'd be great to you know release an episode and you know see oh it's been downloaded x number of thousand times and you go and there may be you know 70 countries that it was pulled down yeah. in, even active war zones and you're like wow it's crazy how many people are are, are listening and, and for us it's great because we really um are trying to put um the community first and foremost and let them have a, a platform to speak and, and kind of get ideas across to others and you know not only is the podcast part of that but the the discord is part of that and we're hoping our arm in a youtube channel which we're kind of uh, still building content for becomes another a step in that in that kind of community back and forth in interaction much like you know how before we started arminet much like how the bi forums were for me going all the way back to you know the earlier games just the the bi forums were always such a point of um such a place where i could like learn more about the game and learn who was doing really cool stuff in it and and it uh, is one of the things that really helped me invest so we're hoping to be kind of a natural extension to that so absolutely, absolutely. yeah Rob, what about you, man? Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to say sort of the same thing Cornel said, that I think it's amazing with all these uh, podcasts coming out nowadays, um, especially you guys, especially um, the other podcasts. Uh, I think it's really, really cool to see. Um, I usually listen to these podcasts when I'm at the office and working, and I, I really think it's a good way for me, me especially, and obviously for a community as well to kind of like listen in to what the other like community members and community groups are doing. Um, yeah, I, I really appreciate that you guys are doing it. 
Um, other than that, I would probably say that um, thank you to the Army Tree community for for being being so awesome um, and, and posting all their their content, all their feedback, and uh, still still contributing to the game Absolutely. and playing the game. So um, yeah, thank you. And you know, for as long as we've been doing the podcast, and and there's other podcasts out there and other community endeavors going on, and that's great, and everyone's doing their thing. You should always point out that um, there's people that have have been really putting great um, Arma related content out for years and years and years. I, I know on YouTube, there's a lot of great um, uh, YouTubers out there that have been putting out Arma 3 and Arma 2 content for, you know, a decade now. And if, if you have a real interest in seeing what the community is up to, in addition to the podcasts that are out there, go look at all the other, um, you know, venues for this stuff, Twitter, YouTube, and you, you'll find some really, really great content and like a huge backlog of it going back years. Definitely. Um, yeah. So with that being said, um, I guess we'll kind of close out the show for, for, you know, time purposes. Um, obviously, uh, people can always contact you guys on Twitter and stuff and, and send you questions. And if, if something can be answered, I'm sure it could be answered, but, um, we just want to extend a thanks for for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. We've always, um, you know, really, uh, you know, felt uh, grateful for the support we get from Bohemia in general. Um, you know, we've interviewed past people from Bohemia before, and it's it's just been a great back and forth with you guys. Um, and I know our community at large appreciates you uh, taking the time to come on to podcasts and, and go on Twitter and stuff and still continue that community engagement. So big thanks um, to you guys for doing that. Um, and obviously you're welcome back on the show anytime in the future. You just need to to reach out to us and we will make it the next episode, believe me, uh, or any other members of, of the development team or, or, or Bohemia at large. Um, so again, we appreciate it. Yeah, um, thank you. Uh, thanks for having us. Feel the same way. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that being said, that's going to round out the show uh, for this episode. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Armanet underscore podcast, um, or you can find us on your Discord. We really hope people start going to the Discord and join that community. We're up to quite a few members now, and it's very, very active. So we'll make sure the Discord invite link is um, in the show notes of this episode, and we'll do a repost on our Twitter just to, to make sure it's out there. So come by, see us, talk to us, um, talk to the other community members. It's really great. Um, other than that, Reaver, do you have anything else? Just a big thanks for Rob and Cornel uh, joining us. We, we yeah. appreciate it. We love it. Cool. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email us at arminetpodcast at gmail.com. And other than that, stay tuned for the next episode of Arminet. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. I know we said we were done uh, with the episode, but Dagger and I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about uh, our Discord uh, and uh, the community that has joined us on our Discord. Um, it, we, it's kind of something that's very near and dear to both of our hearts um, right now because uh, it's become so much more than we expected it to be, really. Yeah. Um, it's 
it's been far more than we thought it would be. Um, and it's evolving more and more as more and more people join. Kind of becoming self-sustaining and, and doesn't, you know, you can, you can really um, enjoy the community that's popped up there without even listening to the show. I mean, not that we don't want you to listen to the show, but um, you can be a part of that community and really interact with some great people, yeah. um, you know, without having to, you know, without it always being attached to an episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, we do mention it in our episodes, but in all honesty, there's so much conversation that goes on outside of uh, Arminet. Um, it, it's it's actually really, really refreshing. Uh, it's a good way for the community to interact uh, in a less Twitter-like environment. Not that we have a problem with Twitter. In fact, we are very appreciative of the followers that we have on Twitter. Um, but this is a way for not only us to interact with the community in a more lighthearted manner, uh, but really the community to interact with each other. Um, I know the the conversations, the kind of conversations that have gone on uh, range from ARMA related, uh, you know, people discussing photographs uh, that they've done, uh, people discussing videos that they've done. Um, to uh, discussions about old school uh, Arma uh, and uh, one of our members, Jerry Hopper. Um, hi, Jerry. Um, is essentially what we call the archivist. Um, he is collecting a whole bunch of stuff from, uh, you know, the old, old Arma days, the Operation Flashpoint days, and um, kind of putting those together. But. <clears throat> not only do they talk about stuff like that, but really they also just have conversations yeah. and that's, and, and you know, there's, we have a lot of different channels on there, everything from kind of question and answers to troubleshooting with the game. We have, um, you know, we have, uh, unit recruitment and unit discussion, uh, mm -hmm. artwork channels, uh, a place where people can post their their gameplay streams and just it's there's just a lot going on there and again the community that's built up around has been really great yeah. and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our our two awesome moderators that help us keep everything moving smoothly Reaver, do you want to kind of shout out to them yeah absolutely and and not only moving smoothly but they're also um ever evolving uh the the discord which is awesome uh i know i i, I, I don't want to say the wrong name of who added it actually i i, I want to make sure i get this right because uh, uh, it'll piss them off nope i was about to say it right damn it anyway tim's added a music sharing channel um you know uh, uh farsight's always adding um uh information for us and and asking questions and uh, we've had some international community channels um be yeah, started and we've got a currently a russian and a a, a a Deutsch. Uh, am I saying that right? I, I hope I'm sure, not. Sure. Um, and, and it really reflects our, um, uh, yeah, we really reflect, you know, reflects our, our listener base um, really well because, you know, those of uh, if you listened to the show before, you know that we've sometimes kind of talked a little bit about our download statistics huh. and the show by and large is an international show. I would say, um, 
you know, 60 to 70% of our downloads are um, overseas from various countries. Right. Uh, so again, it's been a great place for the community to kind of, to kind of sprout up from and, and take on a life of its own. And, and, you know, you have people that, you know, are submitting things and starting conversations in there. And, and both myself and Reaver are just a part of those conversations and you can yeah. interact with us in real time and stuff. So it's, it's just been a really, really cool um, thing to see happening. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I won't have lo- you know, logged into discord all day and then suddenly <laughs> log in at the end of the day. And there's been tons of conversation yeah. going on. It's really great stuff. And um, not only, can people submit questions to the show or show ideas or, or we even meet people on the discord that were that we want to just guest host with us for a certain episode here and there in the future. But uh, yeah, but the, there's also just um, great ideas that keep popping up in the discord that give us um, inspiration for future episodes. So um, again, just a really, really cool thing happening there. Yeah. And, and it's funny how the random conversations, um, people will go, Hey guys, this is, uh, you know, an idea for a future episode right here. And we're like, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and it's not, it's not fully separate from Arminette. Obviously we do have like Dagger said, questions and answers, uh, uh, sections and yeah. uh, a suggestion section and, and show questions and we post we, the new we, episodes up, but right. We That's look at so much less than what it's become. Yeah, really. we we really do look at the Arminet Discord as a part of the Arminet kind of you know entity, but mm-hmm. it's you know the Arminet podcast is another part of that entity, and we're you know getting our YouTube channel kind of in order. Um, we have some big plans for Twitch going forward. Um, we've talked about, um, you know, one of the things being developed right now for the YouTube channel is a tutorial series on the Eden editor. Um, maybe, you know, in the future, there'll be video um, shows and episodes hosted by me and Reaver on there. So a lot of stuff. We want to expand this beyond just the podcast itself. And while the podcast will always be a central focus and theme um, for Arminet, uh, we really want to to branch out. And and get the show, get the Arminet kind of um, community out there and represented in a lot of different formats and mediums and stuff like that. So, um, you know, again, consider the Discord one part, one pillar of this Arminet thing, much like the podcast is, much like the YouTube channel is going to be, much like our Twitch play uh, playthroughs and streams and and stuff are going to be. So that's just kind of an important step forward for us uh, as Arminet uh, going into the future. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, great people in, in the discord, you know, yeah, too many dimensions. There's so many dimension. Um, but it, we, we would like everybody to join us. We'd, we'd love to have you guys uh, join in on the conversation. Um, you know, if you have suggestions or, or requests or anything like that, it's, it's really easy to get a hold of us there. And, and uh, we'd love to have you guys in and, and just continue the conversation. Absolutely. Uh, so again, thanks everyone for listening to this episode. We have big plans and, and um, some really amazing interviews where we're kind of logistically working out right now coming up so um keep listening thanks for tuning in and stay tuned for more arminette